We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture, literally. Everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. It's about a thing. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Play a white hate. Play a white hate. What? Play a white hate. Where did it come from? Is that a song? <laughs> yeah, you don't know this one? Mm-mm. Is that new? No, Lisa, this is so old. <laughs> <laughs> I forget, though. You said like, you didn't listen to secular music. This probably came out in like maybe like the sixth grade or something. Yeah, I didn't know. I wasn't allowed to. I thought Black and Destiny's Child were the same group. Yikes. I remember saying that ninth grade at Stanton and people probably looked at you real sideways. Tia. You you know Tia. Yeah. She was like, girl, what you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Completely different. I was so disconnected. But I did know you know what was my favorite song? Batter Up. I don't know why I knew all the Nelly songs. I think I had went to my grandma's a lot that summer and she had I could watch BET Unrestricted and that was when Nelly came out with all those I think that was when he Jagged Edge song with a party at yeah. and I knew everything Nelly so I would just walk around in my head and batter up singing <laughs> where the party at and I felt like I had really tend to being in so I would talk to people about it but like that I couldn't expand conversation past Nelly though Cause that's that's where my knowledge went. That's all right. That is a to the okay. <laughs> I feel like so lame. I was a lame in high school. There's nothing wrong with being a little lame. I feel like, well, I'm not because that doesn't apply in every. I was gonna say sometimes you know being lame actually pays off because some of the lamest people earlier in life or some of the greatest people later in life. That's very true. That is very true. And it's all right to be lame. Being lame is good. It's so funny. I I remember I remember people saying like it's cool to because I was not the most I wasn't a stupid kid at all. I wasn't like an extremely bad kid. There are certain things I just didn't feel like was worth my time Mm -hmm. Uh, and being smart kind of came easy for me so I didn't really think that I had to put a whole bunch of time into studying I remember when I first got to Jane in eighth grade and I was so used to going to a school where I was the only person that went home and actually did the homework I had all A's I was like given um like doing a morning announcement or speaking or because I was just like winning the spelling bee and I was really smart. So when I got in a school where other people were smart too, I was like, and they actually did homework. I just didn't understand it. I was like, this is so lame. But everybody's like, oh no, that's so cool to be around. I was like, I don't want to be around these nerds. But when all actually I was a nerd too, I just had been around. I just feel like my friends at my other school were real cool. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have to do their homework or they didn't have to be smart. That was just my lane, but that's what made me cool. But when I ran around kids that actually did their work, everybody was smart and, you know, really tried and tried to study for the test. I was like, oh, this is dumb. I don't want to do this no more. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So to start the show, how are we gonna start this off? Oh. I thought we had started. <laughs> I thought that was this whole introduction. No, I didn't know. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> well, another week of brunch culture. This is a whole That's a you know, a little into our lives. A little bit. I think we've gotten just comfortable with just talking, so we just kind of start talking, which is good. I mean, yeah. we've really grown. I'm I'm proud of us. I'm um, to say that I'm proud of Lisa V and myself because brunch culture is here, and we are and living color, living color, and we are still making strides and still, you know, producing great brunch conversation and you guys check out go to our facebook page and we're going to actually probably break it up for instagram but go to our facebook page and check out our promo video for brunch culture it kind of gives our story and explains what brunch culture is all about make sure y'all share it with your friends and let people know why brunch culture is here and why we're here to stay and why you like brunch culture and why we like brunch culture and the whole idea of brunch culture is to share the ideal the ideas and the thoughts of young professionals and give people a peek into what we do as young professionals and what we talk about because we actually do have something to say. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. It's so weird. <laughs> you know how to say we are the future. We like remember growing up, people was like, "Oh, you guys are the future. You got you guys are the future." But the future is not like we are. We're here. That future that they were like, "You guys are." We actually are those people. You know. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really cool. So one of my one of my friends, my homeboys, actually made um, this list. Uh, and it was just kind of cool seeing it's like the 28 under 28. Um, shout out to my, 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 my friend, my frat brother, Marvin Carr, Dr. Marvin Carr. Um, he made this list of like 28 under 28. I think it's like NBC or something. Like that. I'm, I'm going to butcher it. It's really bad. Hold on. I'm going to find that exact title. But anyway, I'm looking at the list and talking about people. Um, like the top 28 people that are under the age of 28. And as I'm reading the list, um, yes, the NBC black 28 (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I'm reading the list and I'm like, this so crazy because like we are, I remember being a kid and seeing things like this, but here we are actually, this is our generation. Like this is what we're doing. We're, we're making lists and we're actually producing you know, podcast and doing things that are changing the world. And I just think the time really is now. And I just think it's so dope. Um, yeah. The time is now. The time is now. I love it. That's so dope. So dive into the scroll. The scroll this week. What we got going on in the scroll, Lisa? So the caucus results. I was watching old caucus like it was the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I am a CNN junkie. I don't know when I became one. But for some reason, I wake up, CNN, I keep it on all day while I'm doing work. And before I go to bed, I have it on unless Criminal Minds is on or Scandal or Suits is back on. Yo. I need to try to get in the Suits. Yeah, I need to try to get in the Suits. Go ahead. So if I'm not watching Suits or Criminal Minds or Scandal, how to get away with my TV is on CNN. It's just, if I don't have anything else to watch, I don't do reality TV. I just, mm. Well, hey, man, for that. It's funny. So I think we we talked about this earlier. I feel like we, we've 
switch places to a degree. I used to watch CNN all the time. Love CNN. I still actually, I, I always point people to the direction of CNN. If you're a person that doesn't really know anything about national news, um, I know a lot of people watch local news. I know kind of growing up, I was always encouraged to watch watch local news to know what's going on locally, which I feel like is important. But I never knew, to, I never knew, really knew anything that was going on nationally. And so I got introduced to CNN as a way to be aware of the things that are happen, happening nationally. And while, you know, a lot of people have some issues with CNN and I sometimes take issues. I told you this whole talking about Donald Trump all the time. I was in the gym working out and somebody was watching Fox News and they mentioned Donald Trump maybe twice. And I'm watching CNN and I'm like, yo, every time we're talking about Donald Trump, like I feel like this is more, we're talking about Donald Trump, not because he is that big of a deal, but more so because it boosts ratings. And that's what people want to hear about. People love to hate Donald Trump. Either you're watching it because you support him or you're watching it because it's like a hate watch thing. Um, so I just kind of got annoyed with it, but I used to watch CNN all the time. And now I really do rely on uh, a lot of my friends from the white house kind of got me into this, but I run like political and I'm going to, um, I'm actually going to actually like the post and I'm reading uh, things just I'm getting my information just differently from CNN. I still love CNN. If you have the TuneIn app, download the TuneIn app. I listen to a lot of radio and podcasts now, and so I just feel like my taste kind of changing. But yeah, we definitely we switch roles on that because I used to be the head of CNN. Like I was always go to sleep watching it, wake up watching it, listen to it all day on TuneIn uh, radio app. It was like yeah, I was all over it. Yeah. I- I don't know what what's got me on this kick, but I don't know. I'm just. I mean, it's good though. It's a, it really is a good way to follow the national stories. Um, it's un- unfortunately you probably won't hear a lot of the stories that you would want to hear in some regards. The things that people aren't really talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they keep their if you if if you're watching it a lot if you use the CNN app if you go to their um I think it's I forgot what it's called where people can actually make posts. Uh, people, it's like you can be your own little reporter and report news stories. That's a good area to go through the app to peruse and see what hasn't made national news, but what else probably should be on national news. Because a lot of people actually go on. It's I report, CNN I report on mm-hmm. the I report. People a lot like go on there and post a lot of stuff. But yeah, so the caucuses. That's what we were talking about. We be getting sidetracked, yo. These yeah. caucuses. Um, it was I like can, neck and neck for the Democrats. Like yeah. I really thought Bernie was gonna pull it the last minute but it was like uh point two i was like he um hillary won by the hairs of a chinny chin chin of you have to you honestly have to give it up to bernie sanders like i mean he came out of nowhere literally out of nowhere and i think this to me what this is because i wasn't watching i was i was working late um, but CNN, of course, kept like blowing up my phone and a couple other apps kept blowing. Even what TuneIn was like blowing up my phone um, and talking about, you know, the results and what's happening and, you know, tune into the station to to hear what's going on. But it was just crazy because it's like Bernie Sanders at the in the fall, the beginning of the fall, like when when everybody started announcing that their their bid for the presidential race, like. It was kind of it was one of those things of like Bernie Sanders, who not not that people didn't know who he was, but just kind of. Hillary Clinton was so far ahead of Bernie Sanders. And to know that it came down to Hillary Clinton, 39.8% of the vote and Bernie Sanders with 49.6 or something like that percent of the votes. It's like, 
dang, yo, like this man is really doing it. But I, what I really think it is, is that grassroots approach. President mm-hmm. Obama has forever changed, even with Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, I was um, as I was listening to him speak, uh, him talk about, you know, him getting the the um, w- getting a nomination in Iowa. It was he was saying this grassroots approach. And I was I started thinking about it. I was like, yo, this really is. This is true. Like President Obama really has the Obama administration and campaign really changed the way that to a degree, the way that politics works. People, young people, millennials, we want we love grassroots. We love hoping and in some some areas, in some regard, I'm just kind of like, uh, guys, well, you know, if if there's a candidate that I believe can get something done. The, the logic in me tells me that I have to go with this person because they have a proven track record um, of getting things done. And I feel like we need to use our voice and our influence to change and adjust, you know, their agenda and impact their agenda. But for me, that's the per- the candidate to be behind. But for a number of millennials, it's like, you know what? I want you to inspire me. I want you to gravitate to my heart. I want to be on the ground. I want you to tell me all I have to do is give you $2 in my pocket to make this happen. I'm going to give you the $2. I'm going to tell my friends, give you $2. And we really going to build this thing from the ground up. Like the whole started from the bottom. Now we here. That's so true. Like, (laughs) I feel like that's what we love. Our generation is really, really loving this idea of starting from the bottom and building something and being a part of that whole process. We don't just want to rest on what's been there. And yo, hats off to Bernie Sanders. Like you got you. I don't care who you support, who you you have to give him the respect of that because he's really doing it. Yeah. Shout out to Bernie. I, I want to shout out to Rubio. Um, he came in a strong third, you know, from this jump. Rubio's been my, um, that I said we needed to put our money behind. Jeb Bush, did you see 2%? Yeah. That was like, and he was like, you know, I'm moving forward to New Hampshire. I'm like, when are you going to jump out? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I, was, I didn't expect him to do that bad. Like, yeah. I'm like, how do you have so much money from the Super Pack and all y'all were able to accomplish was 2%? But you're not. That's the thing, though. People aren't looking like you have to look. You you really got to look at what's going on. Stop trying to reinvent a wheel, not even reinvent, reinvent the wheel. You really got to look at what is happening now. The climate, the political climate now, when it turn in terms of actually going out and campaigning, it's a grassroots effort. No longer can you just hold these big old rallies that was donald trump's biggest failure you're holding these big old rallies and you're getting all these people you're getting all this media coverage and media attention and you're all all over cnn you're all over mainstream media but honestly younger people kind of resent that you're too big you're too out of reach you're not listening to my voice what it's the people that actually get on the ground and say you know what i'm gonna get in your face i'm gonna go to your high school i'm gonna your, your community college. I'm going to go to your pizza joint. I'm going to go to your Starbucks. I'm going to sit down and have conversations with you, listen to you, and mention you. I'm going to invite you on the campaign with me. I'm going to be on your social media. Those are the people that are really making a change. It's not it's not folks that's just 
it's it's really changing. Like in in some way, we have so many problems and things that we need to correct about the way we we can't we campaign and the way that presidential campaigns are run. But in a number of ways, a lot of those things after Obama administration after the Obama administration has started to change because grassroots being relatable is so important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to be to be fair with about the uh, with the Hillary Clinton, Clinton campaign, one of the things that always dings the campaign is just relatability people saying like how relatable is she how much can i I, I, can i relate to her and i i have a whole we can have a whole different conversation about the line that she has to toe with and being a woman because unfortunately is that again in 2008 when she showed emotion they ate her up she's not ready for the president yada presidency yada 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 she still has to be a strong woman but she still she can't you know, be as relatable or as passionate because then she'll be seen as like an angry woman or too emotional. It's like, I feel like that whole thing is a whole other conversation we can have, but really in terms of grassroots and trying to relate to people, that's what it's about nowadays. And that, I don't, you just got to tell your Republican friends, they got to, they got to get it because yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> I think feel like the, the, the most embarrassing person was O'Malley though. He had like, I think yeah. they, they said they rounded up for 1%. Yeah. Do it back. It's not funny, but like he had to get out. And I'm like, you, you see, I want Jeb, I want Christy, and I want Ben Carson. So funny. He instead of going to New Hampshire, he's going to Florida. They asked his team why is he going to Florida. He said, "Change clothes." What the heck is does that mean? Like what? What clothes and go? You gotta give him clothes. What are you talking about? He didn't want to spend money on new clothes, so he wanted to go home and get the clothes that he already had. He lives in and, Florida? And um I don't know. I he thought he was a, at He had Baltimore. a friend he was at his friend's house that was in Florida and um he left his suitcase over there. And then he got another friend that works for JetBlue, so he gets a buddy pass so he can fly for free. So he really didn't he saved money by That was the dumbest thing I've heard. That's, I'm just telling you how it worked. That really, it really was the dumbest thing I've heard. Um, yeah, I didn't, I don't know what to do with that. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> the other thing, in uh, next thing on we got for the scroll. Um, did you see the Beyonce and Coldplay video? I haven't seen the video. Um, I wasn't shocked that they did a video together because isn't the lead singer of Coldplay and and J and B real good friends? Cause I remember, yeah, it, yeah, he used to be married to Gwyneth. Was it Gwyneth? Is it Gwyneth Paltrow? I don't know. I don't know. They got divorced recently. Whoever he was married to, they got oh, then, divorced. Maybe it was Gwyneth Paltrow. Maybe we should we should figure out because that's that's really bad that we're reporting and we don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I, I wasn't shocked that they did a video together because I know they have like a close knit relationship. Yeah, it's definitely because Beyonce doesn't have. Yeah, it was Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Beyonce doesn't have a major like she doesn't have a verse in the song. She's just kind of singing the chorus and she's doing some harmonies throughout it. Um, so everybody's kind of like, why is she in this video? But it definitely is obviously something that I I did a favor for a friend. Like I got you. You know what you need. You oh you just want me to sing on the hook to make it pop? Okay, you're trying to like. Get some more people to listen to it. Okay, it's gonna be a big deal. But everybody's been talking about this whole cultural appropriation and the idea of is Beyonce appropriating East Indian culture? I'm sorry, East Asian culture and like, um, 
I don't know. Like it's it's really tough, and I feel like you know I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you that if you feel I feel like if this is your coach and you feel like somebody's culturally appropriating it, you have the right to feel that way. I can't tell you I'm not a part of that culture. I can't tell you what's right and wrong. What I can say is I watched this one video and they were explaining the things that they tried to do. It. I feel like it's a real problem. It's a real problem if you have a person that's not a part of the culture that takes the culture and doesn't include anybody in the culture to somewhat substantiate it or if they do it in a way where it's they're trying to like mimic it or poke fun of or make a caricature of for me that's when cultural appropriation is real and it becomes a problem and it's like yo we got to really put you in check for this um and that's something that you shouldn't do because it's disrespectful but i feel like in watching the video i watched it one time and then i watched you know an explanation of people and there's a lot of people that you know supported and say that it's great and and they they feel like Beyonce is putting it on a Beyonce and Coldplay are putting it on a, a platform to expose it to other people and you know, <laughs> build knowledge and all that other good stuff and then in another regard um you have people that don't like it but watching this video they were saying like they had one of um I think some actress that's like really popular she's on she's in the video she has like a cameo in the video and it's only for like five seconds but she's in the video they actually have like you know some some uh natives that are doing like dances and doing dance moves and playing like music and having they have like this whole fest this uh whole like festival that is not really that people don't really know about so they're like shedding light on the culture and she's just kind of like dressed up in the native um the native garb and stuff like that so it's I don't know. It's it's a t- it's a really really tough line. Watching it though, I didn't feel like it was that bad. I didn't feel like she was trying to make character of it. I really feel like she was trying to, you know, she dressed up and then was trying to honor it. And it had the feel. The song has the that feel and that sound. So that's why they went with it. I've seen people do that all the time. I feel like it's just like when people have a hip hop something and then you see people come out with like baggy pants or the head turned it head turned to the back. Like honestly, it is. it's in essence kind of the same thing like people are just trying to really buy into that and do it in a way where it's not making a caricature of i feel like for me that's where i have a problem when you have somebody that's trying to poke fun at or doing it in a way that is very very careless that's when i have a problem Mm yeah i just i don't know for me i'm like is it really that i get what they're saying but is it really even that deep could it just be like I don't know. I feel you. I I think that's why it's, that's why that's what like for me I just take the position of I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't feel that way. Like if you feel that somebody is like you know doing something they shouldn't be doing with your culture, that's your culture. I don't I can't make that call for you, right? But I can say from my vantage point and my point of view, I feel like the one thing that it's we're in a global world. We love to borrow things from different people. We love different sounds. Like you have this, I respect it. I like it. I want to borrow it and use it in my art form and incorporate it in my art form. As long as I do it in a respectful way, I feel like it's okay. Um, and but if you don't, if you do it in a way, there's this video, there's one video they have of like Katy Perry that she was like on stage, and I've never seen this. Um, but she was like on stage and she has these ladies that have really, really big breasts and really, really big butts. And they're clearly their skin is kind of darker and like running around her stage and people are like laughing. And it's almost like a freak show. Now, for me, that's offensive. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're really making a caricature out of something that is really people's. This is what people. This is somebody's life. This is what somebody believes in. I feel like another part of the issue with Beyonce is that um, what she's representing apparently is not just like a cultural stylistic type thing. There's a bit. Some of these things are tied to like religious uh, values and, and and like religious representations. And then for me, for me at that point, it becomes like, uh, well, you know, you got to explain that to me because I don't know. Like mm-hmm. if, if I see it, I don't know what these things mean um, in terms of a spiritual religious way. So if that means something deeper, then I completely follow you there. But if it's just like the style of dress or, you know, the, the garments that she has on, I just kind of feel like, you know, we can't really, I don't know. I, I just feel like it, it becomes a very, very thin line. And I feel like at the end of the day, if it's your culture, you are due to feel how you want to feel. Because, hey, I can't tell you what's right or wrong because it's not my culture. <laughs> just not that it. Sure. <laughs> just not that. Yeah. Um, it's so, so much other crazy stuff is going on we got from the scroll. Kim Honestly, K? Kim K and Amber Rose, this is proof that these celebrities they can't stop they are they're trolling you like why do people people always trying to take sides people are like oh team kim k or oh amber or amber stripper or she this or she that and it's like you going in on these people and these they, they both posted the same selfie and i think kim said something like what's the t or or any t want some tea or something like that and then amber rose posted like swingers with the the frog emoji and the tea emoji and it's like yo they good the more and more you talk about them the more followers they're gonna get the more money they're gonna ultimately get because they can leverage this their popularity to you know host parties to represent brands like y'all really take y'all getting so emotionally involved and going in on people and commenting on people's social media and these two women have really squashed it like and i don't even know if they really had a beef kanye actually tweeted he talked to wiz um and they good and i'm just like how many people are blogging about who's side to take and spent like uh, two hours of their life writing an article and these people are just playing Uh games with people because they want your attention paid absolutely good (laughs) absolutely fine absolutely paid that's why some stuff i honestly yo i just kind of ignore because it's for me it's just kind of like yo i'm not i'm not gonna let it be that deep for me because it's clearly not that deep for them and all we're doing and talking about them is promoting them which i mean you know if that's your brand and how you make money do it but i'm not gonna get emotionally involved in this for what yeah absolutely what crazy so don't let don't get trolled don't get trolled and don't get fooled by rihanna sales i'm just playing that's so wrong nah but (laughs) (laughs) you know about this whole controversy over anti um rihanna's new album came out anti's long awaited of course people been waiting for the the, the navy has been waiting for it for like three years man i wasn't on anything I'm thinking anybody. I wasn't. You know, I respect Rihanna's grind. I respect what she does. I realize that she is really like the the shero for younger people. Um, I feel like if you were like, Man, that's unfortunate. You know, everybody has their thing. But I feel I, the one thing I want to say about this is her. I feel like there's the way that uh, she's done so 
a million records with this Samsung deal. I really feel like business wise, it's extremely smart. Yeah, now, that was also, a chess move. Yeah. I also feel like, honestly, we might want to look into distributing music this way, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. With the internet, with downloading music, with streaming music, people like free music or at least seemingly free music, right? So I want to pay... I don't mind paying dollars a month so that I can have access to all the music that I have. So when I mean, I want. So when some new album come out, I can just go and get it. And I don't feel like I had to pay anything, although I am paying for something. I don't feel like I had to pay for anything. I feel like if art artists and it's probably going to only be bigger artists, but if people can start getting, you know, companies to represent them, to invest in them, to buy a certain number of albums, and you can give so many of your albums away for free. Honestly, I feel like this may be a, a, a new way to really distribute music and for artists to still make some sort of money because it's so unfortunate. I'm still a person that buys CDs. I love buying albums. Well, not buying CDs, but buying actual digital albums, even though I have Apple Music. Shout out to Apple Music. But I feel like I want the artists to get money for their artwork. Like, I don't want you to be Tank just dropped a new album. Tank's album, I'm listening. I'm still listening to it. I feel like is the, the stuff that I'm hearing is dope. But the one thing I realize is, honestly, unless I buy this, if enough people don't stream this album, dude's probably not really gonna get a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of not getting a lot of money from from the album or a lot of publicity from the album means that he's probably not gonna be able to book as many shows. So I feel like you really kind of like downplay good artists like this somebody that has a really good voice um that really is trying to represent r&b music which i absolutely love so i'm like i kind of want to buy your album even if it's not going to be that good just because i need some more r&b artists to be around but that's just how I, that's how i play I don't, that's yeah. that's how i feel and music got dropped a new single called i do um i got still gotta listen to that when did it drop uh I think Sunday. Okay, I haven't heard it. I um, I'm always going through. Uh, I didn't see no. I haven't seen no R the R and B section. I'm always going through iTunes though, the iTunes store, and just trying to find it. I really do. It's really bad. I pay for a streaming service, but I'm always buying music. Always. I actually just bought Stevie Wonder's Number One's album, which I can't believe I don't have. Y'all, please don't judge me. But I've been listening to this album all the time. We gonna make. You know what? I'm gonna start doing a song of the week. I'm just going to promote a song of the week. And for y'all people that don't know, haven't heard, go listen to Stevie Wonder, Sir Duke. For y'all that are familiar with it, y'all probably like, I've heard this a million and ten times. This ain't nothing new. It's not a new song, but listen to this song. This song is dope. Like, it just, I love feel-good music, and it just feels good. Like, get into it. Go listen to, yeah, Stevie Wonder, Sir Duke. It's the business. I have to check it out. I haven't, um, yeah, I haven't. I don't have any of Stevie Wonder's records. Yeah, it's amazing. You got to get into it. You have to get into it. I will check it out. <clears throat> well, that's it for the squirrel. That's all we got. Yeah. All right. That's it for the squirrel, guys. So we will be back with our main dish. Well, we're back. 
with our main dish. Our main dish. Hey, we got to make a sound clip for that. Yeah. And that way, like, sometimes when your voice is not all the way there, you can just, we can still just I don't know if it's ever all the way there, though. Well, you, like, you gotta you gotta give yourself more credit. You have to. You yeah. gotta believe in you, Lisa. I, you know, I, but I know my limitations. You know, I can't be good at everything. But you can pretend that you are. Yeah, dancing, rhythm, clapping on beats, singing—those are things. You know, those aren't really achievable goals for me. So I Fantasia try not to aim said, high there. Fantasia said, "If you believe." All you got to do is just believe. Just go ahead and believe. Well, you know, believe you can. Does that work if I believe I'm a millionaire? Does it just I automatically become one? You can't pay bills with that. Oh, okay. Well, it's not really real then. You know, I mean, hey, it don't got to be real. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of paying bills, uh, yo, finances is a serious thing. And I... One thing that is is coming up. So my friend sent me this article that was talking about. Um, it's kind of like you tagged me in an article. I think it was last year, and it was talking about how money you need to make to like have an apartment or something, or to live in uh, different cities. Mm-hmm. And I think they said like to live in DC, you have to make seventy five thousand or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. To mm-hmm. That article. Well, so my friend sent me another one that said in order to live in dc and be comfortable you need to make at least a hundred and eight thousand dollars a year and so many of my friends i have one home that's actually looking to relocate because it's so expensive up here he's looking to you know buy a house and start settling down and all this other stuff and it's just like honestly it just makes more sense for me to move elsewhere mm-hmm. um and same thing kind of goes for i have another well, I was a friend of a friend, but it's this couple, they got married and after being married for what I would say, maybe like six months or so, they just end up moving. Um, they was like, you know what, let's just we, we got our experience, let's just go and let's just move. And that came from just realizing how expensive it is to live. It's like crazy expensive. But anyway, all of that to say, like, I really feel like we need to have a conversation about finances. That's not something that we've really touched on show before, but it's something that's really important and really important to young professionals. Like the idea of making money, saving money, monitoring how we spend money and also trying to build wealth. Cause I feel like that is the most important thing. And it's something that is really standing out to me a lot because you start thinking about, okay, well, in my career, I'm going to continue to get raised. I'm going to continue to, you know, move up the ladder. And that's great. But at some point in time, I need to think about building wealth outside of this, having multiple streams of income and how to do that. And I just feel like, you know, it's not something that people really talk about all the time because it seems very taboo, right? Like we all we out at brunch or we out hanging with our friends or with people that, you know, kind of like your social circle of friends. Nobody really wants to discuss like financial problems or financial planning, right? That's so it's something that's really personal. Like I say, like, you know, you don't really want to tell everybody a salary because you don't want people counting your money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, certain things, which is nobody's business, but I feel like it's really important to share the knowledge of how to build wealth, how are your friends figuring out how are your friends, you know, bringing in multiple streams of income and, and what are they doing to build wealth themselves? What stocks are they investing in? Um, you know, what are their plans? How are they, you know, diversifying their 401k or, you know, whatever savings plans they're on, like, what are they doing to actually 
build wealth, to do different things for money. I remember asking my friend about his, uh, with him getting paid. I was like, I asked him this just like a couple weeks ago. I was like, yo, how do you, how do you divide your, your paychecks up for your bills? Like, what do you do? What's your budget? Like, do you mind sharing your budget with me? And at first he was a little like, I don't know if I want to do that. But then he was like, nah, I'll share it with you, man. So like, you know, we kind of start talking about it. And he was like, yo, when you come over, I'll show you my spreadsheet. Because I keep a spreadsheet myself uh, for not every month. I go in and I readjust that based on my spending and stuff like that. And I'm looking at like trends like, oh, I'm spending too much money over here. I'm spending the money over here. Uh, this month I went out way too much. This is what I want to do with this next time. Um, but I'm talking to him and he's showing me his and I'm actually seeing and it's kind of like we're bouncing ideas off of each other and saying, oh, so you know what? You travel a lot. I don't travel a lot. Travel is really something that I put a lot of money into. So here's how I can actually plan that out better so that I can travel more like this is what I need to do. So anyway, I feel like it's important for us to talk about this. So like let's 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 make it happen. Yeah. And I think it's it's definitely hard for young professionals because a generation before what money we would be saving or using to kind of diversify funds goes back to our student loans. Right. So we start off in the red. Most of us, the average black young professional starts off in the red. So we're like trying to dig ourselves out this hole. Thank God for uh, income based repayment. Um, plans because before that you know people were really struggling you know to think about to move to DC and and have uh, $60,000 student loan debt you know for the you know for average grad student that might be like the 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 median you know the 50 to 60 um, if you went to grad school so and you don't have income based repayment and you're making 60 in DC like you you not you don't have space to save you're trying to live so exactly. when we talk about finances the burden of student loan debt really keeps black millennials from like progressing as far as saving and um you know investing um it it keeps us from um purchasing a home exactly um so there's we have to make sure that there's even space to save because in some in some scenarios saving isn't even a realistic expectation like yeah. that's not even a realistic goal you know if yeah. you factor in food uh car payment rent you know and having some form of social life you know a lot of young professionals are really trying to say do i am do i have a social life or do i save yeah. And, and that's that's like, I'm glad you actually mentioned that because that's a real aspect. That's one of the things. So we went to college and, and we got these degrees um, for personal ambition. Like, you know, we wanted it. College is a thing to do. But honestly, I say this all the time in order to be a productive and successful citizen, you know, unless you're really going to study and focus on, you know, uh, uh, an being an athlete or being an entertainer or even being an entrepreneur and you actually have a financial investment, it really is smart to go to go to college, right? This is kind of get 
obtaining an education is a great equalizer, right? It allows you, it opens your mind. I know for me personally, I'll speak from my personal experience. It opened my mind up to the, to so many things that coming from my neighborhood and my community, I just didn't have exposure to. I didn't know what these things were. I didn't know what all these different career paths go. I say this to people all the time. And it's one of the things that me and one of my best friends share, share often. Sometimes I'm really a student learning about things. People will tell me like, you know, when I ask people, when I meet somebody and I'm like, what are you, what do you do? For me, I really give two craps about, you know, what you do and how you can put me on or this. I'm really I enjoy learning. I want to know what your position is and and what you do and what does that actually entail? What's your day to day like? Because I didn't grow up with that, those types of things in my life. Right. I didn't grow up with a lot of people that had professional jobs and, 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 and actually had careers and they were making impacts. And they can make decisions and things like that. I don't know what that is. So even now at my age, I'm still learning and I love to learn about these things and expose it. And I take that information and I share it. You know, I see in my siblings or, or my, my uh, nephews or cousins and I see their talents or things that they want to do. I'm like, hey, you know, you should probably want to do this. Let's talk to this person. This is out there. Did you know about this? No, you probably didn't. I didn't know about it. So I, I, I love doing that. And I feel like, you know, one of the... <clears throat> That it's it's so important because we don't have, have like you go you going to college has opened me up to that. It's opened my mind up to things. So it was exposed me to things. So it was a necessity. I needed to go in order to be where I am and who I am and have the lifestyle and the livelihood that I had today. I needed college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the <laughs> the idea is that you know oftentimes before it was now you make this money. Now you take this money. And you give it right back to student loan repayments. But it's like, I need to have a social life, yo. Like a part of me doing this was so that I could have a social life, so that I could experience the world, so I could travel, that I could, you know, pay to go see this concert or do things like you still have to have a life. And I feel like that is one of the the hardest things um, to do now, especially being in this area, because it is so expensive. Um, And I do feel like that there are some ways that you can cut some corners in terms of doing things. There are a number of things are really expensive here, but there are a lot of free events here. Um, there are a lot of free social events. Honestly, because things are so, it promotes you to de- to meet people, to develop friends, to do a lot of things that are like, hey, going to the 8th Street Festival um, with a group of your friends or going out and signing up for the day parties that if you sign up in the, the wintertime or the springtime or you get on this email blast list, if you give them your email, you get free admission as long as you sign up by then. Like, you know, you get free admission with two drinks or we got all these drink specials. Like there's so many ways that you can still do it <clears throat> that it's out there. But it's important for people to realize that you just don't want to just take you don't just don't you're not making money to pay bills. I feel like that is if that's what you're doing, that's the one thing you have to stop doing. That's the one thing you need to work to get yourself out of. And I say this and I'll share this about myself is, you know, when I first moved here, I didn't have an income for like four months. Um, I went like four months without having an income because I was interning. And so that drained my savings. And so one of the things that I did from there is get a part-time job and I have, you know, my career, my full-time job, my bread and butter, but I also picked up a part-time job. And a lot of people kind of like, 
a lot of my friends, I remember one of my best friends is like, why, why are you doing this? Like, you shouldn't do this. You don't have to do this. Like, can you not pay your bills? You need to, you know, adjust so that you can pay your bills. And I was like, it's not that I can't pay all of my bills. I really could pay all of my bills with my full-time job and still have something extra. But what I wanted to do was I don't like being in debt. I don't like it, especially credit card debt. I've been a person that has always looked at credit card debt and has been like, I'm not doing it. Mm-mm, I'm not doing it. I don't want it. I didn't get my first credit card until after college. And I just, just didn't want to deal with it. I've seen so many people get swallowed by debt. I refuse to do it. But I was like, you know what? This is a sacrifice that I had to make for my career. So now let me take, sacrifice some time, get a part-time job and put that money towards paying off a credit card or put that money towards putting into a savings account to rebuild because I kind of have to, you know, I got to make some adjustments and, and I haven't been the best at doing, you know, managing my social, my social life with that all the time. But another thing that I realized too, is actually setting dates to do brunch. Like one thing that I I started doing was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do as opposed to going to brunch on, on Saturday and Sunday and going to three happy hours after I get off of work on the days that I'm off from my part-time job, I'm actually going to work around these things. Honestly, you know what? You and I are going to meet up for coffee. When I go to get coffee, I don't even drink coffee. So I'm going to use this coupon that somebody gave me and we're going to do this. Even Groupon, I'll even say that Groupon has been freaking a lifesaver because going in with somebody on these places that have a brunch sign of the whale does this all the time this uh bar in dc is called sign of the whale they have a lot of living social things where you can get two for one literally y'all go in y'all split twenty dollars for brunch you get two mimosas or two bloody marys and you get a full full meal the food is good it's a hefty style meal you just spent twenty dollars i mean ten dollars you and somebody else y'all both went to sign of the well for brunch and it's dope like it's 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 things like that of trying to maneuver between like you know what i need to have a social life and i want to do these things but i actually have to figure out a way to do it um yeah i just that that is that's one of the ways i do it and another thing that i i i'll try to do it's always figure out a way to minimize your expenses. Mm-hmm. I have two gyms at my apartment complex, but I was paying to go to a big, a larger gym that has a, a weight bench. I honestly went to YouTube and was like, you know what? I got to figure out other ways to actually do these same workouts with these machines because I'm paying $50 a month to go to this gym, which I don't have time to go to all the time. It's 24 hours, which I love, but I have two other gyms here and I got to find some in-home workout ways to do it. So I cut the $50 a month out by doing that. Even in terms of a streaming music service, I get Apple music right now because I'm in in, in a free, I have like a free promo, but once that goes out, if financially it's not feasible feasible for me to keep the, keep paying at ten dollars a month with the, which is one hundred and twenty dollars a year, what I'm probably gonna have to do is go to YouTube. YouTube is free. I just gotta watch some commercials, but I can actually choose the song and the video that I want to hear. Turn on their little music thing, and just I'm just gonna have to deal with the commercials, but I can still get the music that I want and just kind of work around having to pay that $10 because if it's not a part of the budget, $120, that's something that I can go put towards, you know, my savings account, 
120 $120 more dollars that I have in my savings that I didn't have before. Like it's it's ways there's ways that you things that you have to do to minimize your expenses and try to like find bargain ways to still have a social life because yeah, it's crazy expensive and if you don't do that i don't know how you make it yeah and i think it's really important like that um face uh post i see on social media all the time at your wage um because as young professionals we're constantly around people who have achieved more and make more and the tendency is to try to compete but you know if you don't have it you don't have it don't just don't have it (laughs) I think that comes with knowing who you are. And if you haven't after grad school or as a young professional, if you aren't securing who you are, you're going to constantly try to go into more debt to try to impress people that at the end of the day, don't even care. And they might not even be where you think they are. So why impress people that don't matter and go into more debt? And, you know, you see them, they got, all the they're wearing labels and so you go get store cards so you could get uh labels as well i mean listen act your wage shop your wage because at the end of the day nobody has to pay that bill but you and so nobody but you and if you get into debt and you have even if you got a salary increase but you put yourself so much in the red with store cards, store cards are the pits. Don't get those anyways. But you're trying to get, you know, keep up with the Joneses or whoever it is. Um, and you get all these cards and you're doing all this stuff to compete with people that don't have to pay the bill. But you even when you get more money, you're still going to be in. It's not going to really matter because now you got to pay it towards the debt you more debt you've accumulated. So act your wage and know who you are and say, Hey, if I can't afford that, man, that's awesome. I can't afford that. And, and, and keep going. Cause I mean, what, what are they going to do? This is not high school. I mean, if, are they going to pick at you? I mean, what, what do you have to lose? I mean, well, I think, you know, and it's just human nature. Like it's human nature to want to, we want to do things right. We don't like having to tell ourselves. No, like we, we want to be a part. We want to enjoy. We see our friends having a good time or people having a good time. So we want to be a part of that. And I, I, I understand it. I've never really been one to feel like I needed to be, I needed to do anything to make you feel like I was a part of you. Like, honestly, you know, I have, I've met some friends that make a great deal of money, um, a great deal of money. And I'm just kind of like, yo, I don't have it. And I'm never going to aspire. I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to aspire to have it, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm in a situation that I can do that. Fortunately enough, you know, I've been blessed to have a career that has been done pretty, I've done pretty well for myself and I'm able to take care of myself. I'm still able to travel. I'm still able to, you know, help my family out when I need to and take care of my obligations and things like that. So I'm blessed in that regard. But if it gets to a point where I have one homeboy that every month he goes on a trip, bruh, I ain't got it. Like I was when I was in Florida, I was all over it. You you t- you let me know the weekend. You actually let me know 
It could be Friday morning. You let me know you want to go this afternoon and I'm making it happen because the cost of living in Florida was completely different here. I'm just like, bruh, I ain't, <laughs> I can't, you know, it's not like that. So I get that aspect of it. I feel like you just have to, you have to be honest and mindful about making changes. If you know that travel is most important to you, it's really about prioritizing your goals and, and setting the things that are important to you. Honestly, if travel is something that's really important to you, you need to create an account. You need to create a travel account. You might need to take some your your extra take some extra money or take some money and start filtering it out to that. You also might need to find a side hustle. Side hustles are amazing. Whatever you do in the side the a side hustle that can actually make you some money, even if it's teaming up with somebody's small business. I think one of the things with side hustles also is that it doesn't always have to be you working at, you know, uh an actual store. Or getting another job where they're telling you to be there. You can kind of do some odds and ends stuff. Like I had one homeboy that told me that he to get extra money, sometimes he'll go to like parties that they're having, you know, at um big hotels and he'll just do valet. He'll be a valet, make a couple hundred dollars. I know a lot, I know a few people that actually on the side do Uber just to get some extra cash. One of my homeboys, when we went for my birthday trip, he was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go drive, I'm gonna drive Uber for the next two Fridays to get some money to have extra money on your trip. Did it and it was dope. And I'm like, yo, that's smart. Like if you know that travel is your thing or whatever it is, this is your thing. This is your guilty pleasure, be it buying video games or whatever. Find a side hustle that can finance that, you know, and and find ways to 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 get some money so that you're not pulling from your bread and butter to to do that and draining yourself. And you're not creating new debt to get out of it, because honestly, one of the things you have to start thinking about is retirement. This is the best time to start thinking about it. If you are still in your 20s, as soon as you get out of undergrad, it's time for you to start considering what is life going to look like when I retire? What types of things do I need to do? Like really talking to people that are financial planners or talking to people that are financial educators or honestly talking to our free Google. Google has so much information out there that's free that you can just go and get. And as a person that has a degree in the financial world, one of the hardest things it is for us, all of you accountants, all of you finance people, it is very hard for you to say, I understand this. So I'm not going to go to somebody else to tell me what I can do. Yes, you understand it, but it is different when you become the client. When you are actually looking at your personal finances, you're, you, you, some people are really good at it, but you might just not be that good at your personal finances. So you might want to run your spreadsheet by somebody, jot down what you're spending, like, have understand i tell people this all the time you need to know what it takes to sustain yourself from month to month what are your what what are your your expenses your fixed expenses for the month what are they how much it is if you didn't have a job if you didn't have any money any income coming in and somebody said you know what i want to help you out you need to have the exact number that you need in order to make yourself be able to live. And that's everything. That's if gas costs $50, gas need to be in there. If rent costs $1,600, rent need to be in there. If your parking space costs $75, your parking space needs to be in there. Like you need to know that number and every number it's like, okay, this is how much that I, this is how much I make. This is how much my expenses are. Here are the expenses that I'm, I'm trying to pay off so that I can decrease 
my fixed expenses for the month. And if absolute, if I need somebody needs to help me, this is the number I need. And also, this is the number times three or times six that I need to have in my I need to have in an emergency account. So that if anything happens, I'm able to sustain myself until I, at least I can find something else. So like I know I'm like talking and trying to give you all advice, but so many things are like pumping in my head and I'm not. I'm not trying to be like your financial planner, but it's certain things that I just feel like is really, really practical that mm-hmm. we can do and that we can consider. And we can also just be real about what you want and your priorities. If you tell me that your priorities right now is not retirement, I might look at you crazy and might look at you sideways. But I'll also tell you, you know what? That's real. And you know that. So as long as you're aware of where that might put you. When you're 35, when you're 45, when you're 55, if you have some friends that are retiring at 45 and you're still working until you're 65, you knew that you made the decision to do that. Right. (laughs) But, But you understand also that because I did that then, you know, I mean, because I have I'm living this way now, I gained Maybe I really did want to travel the world and do it while I was young and didn't have any responsibilities. So. I did, you know, forego saving as much for my retirement, but I was able to see the world. And that's something that I I love and I appreciate it. Know what your priorities are and then start planning to make those priorities happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's dope. So you share what your financial sh- tips are with us and let us know, was this helpful to you by hashtagging chat BC? And we would love to interact with you guys. Um, we'll be right back with our toast or roast. Or roast. All right, so we are back for the toaster roast, and I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off with my roast. Um, because I don't know this person, I'm not gonna give them too much, um, too much light, too much shine. I'm really not gonna give it, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna really try not to give it too much because I don't know this person. But I was on Facebook. And I'm listening to I'm somebody, one of my friends actually commented on the status. And apparently there was some article that came out from like the local Atlanta news that said a Delta plane had to uh, stop midair because there was a fight that broke out on the plane. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it apparently was two Delta flight attendants that were fighting. And. You know, that's a reason to stop. We we need to have, yeah, that's a problem. Some people's safety, y'all not here to be fighting. Like, yes, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But the comment, my issue comes in with this guy that says, that's why Delta needs to stop hiring all these ratchet hood rats with colorful weaves. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that wait, was, what? That was, that's, that's deep right there. Yeah, and it's like, what? And so... I get I, I'm frustrated because the and I just 
I say this all the time, but people act like when you see a black woman that has colorful hair, a colorful weave, the first thing we go to say is that you're hood, you're ghetto, yada, yada, yada. But when Christina Aguilera comes out with orange hair, Britney Spears, Britney Spears has green hair, uh, pink has pink hair, uh, Carrot Top has red hair, nobody calls them ghetto. It's artistic. It is it it's beautiful and it, it makes sense and they're expressing themselves and they're being daring and all of these things and it's just so frustrating and I'm so tired of it. And as I looked at the comments under it, like people are co signing with this guy and it's not you know, it's black people. It's all it's it was I saw, you know, a, a white person comment and I saw a black person commenting on it. And it is is just so freaking frustrating because I'm like we always do this. People are always doing this. When you see a black person do something that somebody else with a different skin complexion can do the same exact thing, they don't get the negative reputation that comes with it. And not saying that, yes, these two women are fighting. These two flight attendants are are fly. I don't know if they were women, but these two flight attendants are fighting. You know, maybe if you want to say, yo, you ratchet for fighting on a plane at your job, I can give you that. But don't say you ratchet because you got colorful hair. And like it was so beautiful. One lady commented under it and says, I have purple hair and I'm actually attorney and I'm nowhere near ratchet. What are you talking about? Like and it's like, yo, you got to. And I realize I've way back in the way back of the day, I was a person that would say the same stupid stuff like that. But you really have to realize how ignorant and dumb you sound when you're making these statements that somebody is ghetto and ratchet because of the color of their their hair. When you have their their white counterparts that will do the same thing and you won't call them that you'll be like, oh, OK, well, that's different. Even if you don't like it, you won't say that they're ghetto and ratchet because they have colorful hair. Like, I just feel like it's such an ignorant statement and we really need to stop making these ignorant statements. So I'm roasting everybody that makes dumb statements like that. Like, stop it, yo. Like, if it's a stylistic preference that you don't like, say, hey, look, I don't like to wear my hair that way. That doesn't make a person ghetto. That doesn't make them ratchet. Even if every ghetto person that you met had colorful weaves, guess what? Have you called Pink Ghetto? Is Britney Spears Ghetto? Is Christina Aguilera Ghetto? Like people do this. It's it's the way that people express themselves. If one people one set of women can do it and you don't call them that name, then another set of women should be able to do it as well and you don't call them that name. Let them be ratchet or ghetto because of the way that, you know, they treat they treat other people or the fact that there are two people fighting, two flight attendants fighting at work in the air on a plane. Let that be the reason you call them ratchet. Don't let it be because of the color of their hair because I feel like that's just so stupid like it's frustrating yeah that's ignorance on display on social media well speaking of other frustrating things um I talked about this last week um I wrote an email and I didn't get a response but it continues to get worse me roasting um Jerry Falwell um Jr. for deciding to join Trump on the campaign trail. Oddly enough, another big evangelical leader out of Dallas, First Baptist Church in Dallas, endorsed Donald Trump too. It's just it's frustrating. <laughs> I just I just take a deep sigh. 
I'm like, really? I just, I don't like how we, I I think if we're going to talk about the importance of churches, separation of church and state, we just have to be consistent throughout. And I just think that, you know, on both sides, I hear people saying, you know, don't, you know, when, when, when I hear white evangelicals talk about blacks and social justice and, you know, trying to mix the church and state in regards to social justice. And when I hear white evangelicals partner with a Donald Trump, it's like, hmm, so it's okay in that regard, but it's not okay when black people do it. But you're right. doing the same thing. <laughs> you just pick a different person to jump behind that's on the up opposite side of the aisle. And then we can have a whole other conversation about being consistent with biblical principles. Um but you know we we just I mean I'm I'm all for I you know I'm pro life. Um but I want to be pro life in and out the womb. Um yeah. for a lot of conservatives it stops in the womb. They're not pro black lives outside the womb. Um, All lives matter. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I I, I hold traditional marriage uh, I, I, you know, I conservative in that right, but I think that we have to be consistent. If you're going to use the Bible for those principles, then the Bible talks more about how you treat the poor and the disinherited in society um, more about those issues than sexuality. So I think that if you're going to use a few verses to um, try to limit um, a person who they can marry, you and you're going to use the Bible as your basis, you can't do that and not and then turn a blind eye to social justice. That's right. just hypocritical, and I just think we just need to be consistent um, on all fronts, but. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. I just, I, I don't know what to say. I, I really don't. It's frustrating and I would have never thought that he would be behind Trump. I, as much as I don't like Cruz, I would have expected him to get behind somebody like Ted Cruz and not, yeah. and not Donald Trump. And then try to like throw this idea that Donald Trump is like pro-Christian values. And I'm not even talking about the two Corinthians because that's, <laughs> That's <laughs> a whole other thing, but just hear him consistently ostracizing people, and you know, I don't know. But listen, I don't know who's gonna build this wall. I don't think he's gonna win, so it's it'll be all right. But yeah. I'm toasting Jerry Falwell just in case y'all was again. You're I know roasting, 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 not toasting, <laughs> roasting Jerry Falwell again. And if he does something else, it might be part three. Because as you can hear, it's just like so much frustration. But I don't know. The world we live in, I swear people just like to do crazy things. We People, you know, we try to give people a pass and consideration and they just continue to do. I can't make it. I can't defend you when you're doing this stuff. Right. It is. Yeah. That is is crazy. But as always, guys. 
that wraps up another episode of Brunch Culture. We always, as always, we thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, make sure you connect with us on on social media, on Twitter at Brunch Culture, and on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture. Also, check out our Facebook page at Facebook backslash Facebook dot com backslash Brunch Culture. Check out our website at www.brunchculturebc.com. Make sure you guys let us know anything that you want that you want to hear, you want us to talk about. We love. We thank you guys so much for just supporting the show, for constantly listening to us week after week. Um, for encouraging us and telling us, you know, you like the show and commenting, leave us some some radar podcasts on iTunes um, on the podcast app. We just appreciate all of the love and all the support, and we will continue to bring you this brunch culture. Lisa, you got any announcements before we get out of here? Don't forget to pro somebody at iamprou.com. That's it. And oh, we forgot the quote of the week. This week's quote is. Uh, summer bodies are made in winter. Yeah, yeah, that's a good vibe for y'all. That's that's this this week's good vibe. You got to get out and make that summer body. I'm gonna make my summer body in the summer. It's not gonna. It's gonna be displayed in the winter because I'm in Florida, so we got it's summer all year round. So it's it's really relative. We've had two weeks of winter in Florida. What if you have to come? What if you have to come up north during the summertime? What you gonna do? You gonna it's gonna be layers. Layers in the summer. I mean, it's it's gonna be a flowy. No, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be flowy. It's gonna be flowy. But what if it flow the wrong way and they see what you don't want them to see? <laughs> if I don't <laughs> know, start into it, right? You we'll do. You, you'll cross that road when it comes. Yeah, I'm gonna cross that bridge <laughs> when I get to it. Well, yo, y'all get out. Make sure y'all doing something. I will say though, your 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 health is important though. Health as well. You yes, you only get one body, so make sure you treat it right. So get out, do at least like thirty minutes of walking a day, or try to do something. You can do little exercises. Just get out there, do it. Take care of your body. We love y'all, and we will see y'all next week. And remember, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.